Welcome to the LifeU Podcast. In this season, the Spirit is calling our church family to explore four spiritual practices, fervent prayer and worship, tending to scripture, sharing our faith stories, and serving the neighbor courageously and generously. This interview-based podcast will feature members of the St. Andrew's family, reflecting on how to cultivate a rich spiritual life that delights in the gospel message. To learn more about LifeU, go to standrews.org. And now, enjoy the conversation. Reverend Dr. Paul Berge, welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Michael. Well, um, it is really uh, uh, it is really an honor to talk with you, Paul. Uh, you know, of course, we both have a shared history at Luther Seminary, and you teaching New Testament, I teach I teach Old Testament. But we also have this uh, shared congregation, you know, St. Andrew's Lutheran Church, and where you have been involved in Vision Slovakia since two thousand three. So thank you for all that work that you've done and for building all these partnerships, for building these um, transatlantic partnerships and also, you know, here in the U.S. Give us some sense of Vision Slovakia's history, how it started, what was your involvement in it? Just tell us a little bit of that story. Well, it started really with um, the two leaders who were uh, both high school teachers in eastern Slovakia. Bodan Roban, whose father was a Lutheran pastor in Martin, Slovakia, uh, was a, a, a person who was not in favor of the regime, the communist regime, over the years, and yet uh, he continued to do youth ministry, which, of course, they wanted to control. Well, his son, Bodan, uh, was a high school teacher in eastern Slovakia with a good friend, Adrian Kasian. The two of them are high school teachers, and here's the way they tell the story. We looked at each other one day, and we said, we should start a Bible school. That was their word. And uh, Bodan said to Adrian, he said, now, Adrian, I will take the Old Testament. And it's about, I'll use my fingers here to describe this, it's about that thick. So you were a hockey uh, soccer jock as you grew up through your college years, and you didn't have time for the church. You grew up in a Roman Catholic family, a very devout Roman Catholic family, so you knew the church well. But your life was around athletics. Now, the Bible contains another part, and that's called the New Testament, and it's about this thin so I think if the two of us decided that we're going to teach a Bible school, we have to cover both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'll cover the Old, you cover the New. Well, they went off to school in the United States through scholarships, and one of them happened to be here in the Twin Cities. Um, and people in the Twin Cities got to know them. They came with their long hair and their earrings and everything, but they found that these two young men were devout in their faith and really had a vision for educating people in uh, Slovakia. That's kind of the, the nascent start of everything. Well, the two of them got together. They came here and visited us. That's the first time I met them. Uh, met Bodan, and sorry. And when I met Bodan, he gave me his vision of what he wanted to do. Uh, he wanted to come here and study Old Testament uh, with Mark Trontfite, which he did. Mark lined him up with uh, learning Hebrew, Greek, uh, Aramaic, uh, 
uh, in other languages, German, French, to get all his languages in shape, and which he did during that year of study. His wife, Bibi, worked at St. Andrews and started a program in St. Andrews with contacting people about what the need was for uh, a school in Slovakia. So those nascent uh, things that started in 2001, 2002 here, we supported them. Bodan was a very uh, astute scholar and did his work and was accepted working with Williamson at uh, Oxford University. One of the great Isaiah scholars, I should say. I mean, he remains one of the greatest Isaiah scholars of our time. He's incredible. Yes, well, and of course, Bodon was an incredible student for him to work with, too. So it was a great match, Michael. It just really was. So we got that started here, and uh, when they went back uh, to to work with a, a nascent type of school now. Uh, they tried to work with adult students and they found that adult students who were graduating from their two-year program uh, c- couldn't find jobs, both in the Roman Catholic tradition and in the Lutheran tradition. So they decided they were graduating two-year students and they had gone through kind of a two-year type master's program uh, in the disciplines of Old Testament, New Testament, church history, systematic theology, and the various ranges of pastoral theology such as preaching, teaching, counseling, and so forth. So we had a full curriculum. By the way, Michael, that curriculum came from Luther Seminary. I was the director of the Master Arts program at Luther for many years and had all that syllabus material sitting in my file in my office and uh, I talked to each one of the teachers that taught those courses and they said, why of course, you can have my syllabus material and you can just uh, put them in touch with these courses, they could translate the material into Slovak, which is the way we started the program, one course at a time being transferred uh, from English into Slovak, but students were, of course, also learning English during the time, too. So it was a great start uh, in terms of our minds meeting as to what we deemed essential in a theological curriculum, and that's what they started working on with these adult students. However, the students weren't getting employment at the end of these two-year programs, and we did it for two, three, four years. So they decided, let's do this. Let's start with the elementary students. Let's start with a first-grade class uh, of 25 students and just do that year after year. So the first year, they started with 25 first-grade students. Then the demand was so great in the town of Martin that they said, we've got to start two classes each fall. So that's what we did ever since that first fall. Two-year classes. Well, we ran out of space. We were having classes all over town, you might say. And kids were using buses and so forth to get to class and everything. So we kept getting other spaces in town and on campus making spaces. This is why our builders groups came over and refurbished rooms and so forth, lavatories for the kids and so forth. It was just starting from the ground up. And uh, that kept going. And the the town kept being encouraged of what the kids were doing at school. And, of course, the enrollment uh, was such that we couldn't keep up with the number of students and families that wanted their students to come to that school. So we kept you finding, you know, classrooms and curriculum and (laughs) teachers coming over from the United States to help a student teach at some points and so forth. So that elementary school kind of became the focus for what we wound up doing. And then during the summer, uh, we would have groups going over to teach during the summer, Uh, teach vacation Bible school. Uh, We'd have some 250, 300 students uh, 
in that, enrolled in that, and also teaching English, uh, uh, conversational English is what we called it. And then another group going over in the summer and sometimes in the fall or spring to work on the buildings, uh, painting the buildings, doing repair on the buildings, and so forth. So the programs kept growing over the years, and people kept responding. St. Andrews was gracious with their support, together with many other congregations. Roseville Lutheran Church uh, was also very supportive in those early years. And then various individuals who heard of the ministry said, you know, I'd like to support that ministry. And so that's what I began to do over the years of cultivating congregations and individuals to see the vision and hear what's going on in Martin, Slovakia, and continuing to support that with what we could do. Anyway, yeah. that's kind yeah, of in no, a nutshell, but, Michael. No, that's perfect, Paul. It's, <laughs> it's a great history and, uh, you know, um, from a great lecturer. So this is, this Oh, is I don't so know perfect. about that. <laughs> uh, but here's, so I wanted to make sure I understood one point. So yeah. originally this was about training maybe... Um, people in a master's type program and the yes. idea was to th for them to then teach within congregations but what you found was that they weren't they weren't getting hired and so the vision then shifted to elementary school students yes that's right help me Michael. understand that that's an interesting shift but under help me understand how that happened a little more well, I think what happened during that period of time is that there's a strong Catholic parochial program in Martin, Slovakia. And uh, that's uh, not in competition with what we're doing there, but the model was already there to provide a, a sort of what we've called here in this country a private education, but funded by teachers who are regularly trained, of course, to teach public schools. And teachers teaching the public schools wanted to teach at our school. So we had no trouble getting teachers, it said we had no trouble getting students. And so they saw that this is the growing edge of how we need to equip that younger generation to live out the Christian faith in their young life and uh, being supported by their adult parents. And so it was the way to grow the church rather than hiring, you know, people in their 20s and 30s to come and be on a church staff. This was a way of kind of doing a groundswell and from the ground up this is what we need to do we need to cultivate a group of people who know the faith and uh the curriculum we would teach in our school here would be, uh, again, a regularly approved curriculum of the state of Slovakia, together with religion courses uh, in the various disciplines that uh, the teachers were also learning, uh, too. So it was a, it was kind of a, a shift, but it was an amazing shift, because some of the people that had graduated in the program in the early years uh, went on to teach in the schools. Uh, so it really was kind of a dovetailing, if you will. We, we had really equipped teachers for our own school, not knowing that that's what was going to happen. Um, so it was kind of a serendipity kind of a thing, kind of the way in which God moves uh, in spite of us or with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and in some really surprising <laughs> ways, too. Yeah. So um, that what kind of it? in a nutshell, yeah. Yeah, let me ask you kind of a, a, a personal question here. What has it meant for you uh, to be involved in this because you, okay, so you taught at Luther, I think beginning in 73. Yes. Right? Uh -huh. and, mm -hmm. and then you retired in 2002, I think. Yes. Um, Vision Slovakia starts in 2003. Just so there's, it kind of lands at a vocational transition point for you at, at retirement. What has it kind of meant for you personally to, um, to be part of this work? Well, it, I would never have anticipated this happening, Michael, curse. But I had become involved in the ministry there, 
and people knew that. Roger Eigenfeld was the pastor at that time at St. Andrews, and he sensed my interest in that, and one day we had a conversation, uh, and he said, Paul, he said, now that Bodon and Bibiana, who were here for that year, Bodon studying at Luther and Bibi working at St. Andrews, to kind of create uh, a program uh, that we could expend to other congregations, would you be interested in serving as the director of that program. We don't know where it's going to go or how long it's going to go, but we need some leadership there. And I said, well, yes, I would love to do that. I said, I'm uh, enthralled with the ministry and the, and the focus and what we need to do in Slovakia to recreate after the regime has left buildings and people devastated and loss of lives and everything. Uh, this is the place where we need to be. We need to be in eastern Slovakia. And we need to be there in our own way, not to take over the program, but to be uh, a support alongside of the people there who have caught the vision of what it means to educate children now and families in what it means to live out the faith uh, in a way that gives them the freedom to worship and to study and to live out the faith in their life. So it was just a wonderful way to move from uh, teaching adults all those years and equipping them to be teachers and pastors and leaders and churches to now saying let's work with the youngest of the of the younger of the young in, in Slovakia and uh, build up the church in Slovakia so that's how it came it we really became and it wasn't called now I should, just a uh, note back here Michael for a minute when Bodan and Bibi were here uh, Bodan and his wife uh, they didn't begin the program calling it Mission Slovakia. Now, this might sound like a little bit of a difference, but they called it Vision Slovakia, which we've kept. And they did that because they wanted people in the United States to share the, the vision they had brought with them to America in their studies here and in their visiting congregation, and for us to be uh, an indigenous people, like you, you might say, in vision uh, and supporting the, the work in Slovakia. So that carried out his vision, and that vision, of course, was just the best word in the world to use because the vision gave people a reality that they share in this vision across the Atlantic. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a vision that uh, is God-given to us uh, in, in its own way to be partners with our friends and colleagues uh, in Slovakia. But we have, it's a wonderful, talented group of people. No, it, it sure seems like it. And am I right in assuming that after kind of things get resolved with COVID, that probably the annual trips will resume? Or what's your anticipation? There? I would think so, Michael. I think, you know, the start is there and there are people from congregations all over the United States who have participated in these visions over uh, trips over the years. So I would imagine it would continue uh, in some way, shape or form. And it might take a new shape and form uh, in terms of what, because we always said, what is their need? What do they want us to come and do? So that uh, that's what we've always uh, put before the people here. They said, we're going over to teach a curriculum in Vacation Bible School that they want us to teach. Uh, and we work on the, the, that type of f focus every year uh, to, to create a curriculum. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a great way in which we share the ministry, and uh, in, in such a great partnership. And Vision Slovakia uh, is the way that that is expressed. 
<laughs> Paul, if somebody were interested in just learning a little bit more, wondering about how they could get involved, how, uh, who would they reach out to to accomplish that? Well, um, I'm going to say uh, the person who's really working with this now is, um, oh, one of, one of the pastors at church, Kyle, Kyle Jackson. Kyle Jackson has in his portfolio uh, uh, international ministry, and uh, I would certainly recommend uh, that we start with him uh, and see what his response is. I know Michael Carlson uh, it was also uh, very, very interested, too, in expanding the ministry we have in other areas of the world as well, because we've had people going to Africa in various work groups and so forth. But yeah, um, I think Kyle would be the, the point person to go back to. I uh, would certainly work with Kyle in terms of uh, our carrying on the tradition. Uh, other staff people have been there. Sarah Breckenridge has been there. Uh, in fact, she did her uh, internship in Slovakia in this uh, city of Martin. Other people have been uh, to Slovakia on staff as well. Diane Nash. Um, so there are people that uh, I know would, would pick this up and serve in the leadership role that we have uh, already cultivated at, uh, at St. Andrews, especially people who've been there. Uh, Nancy Oker is another one who's very uh, actively involved in that over the years and has been the, uh, the point person in helping us secure transportation and accommodations uh, to doing these trips every summer. So we've got uh, some good good equipped people in our own congregation, plus uh, there are people out there as well in other congregations who would be very happy to jump in and work again as a team in helping uh, decide with them what uh, ministry areas they would like us to work with. Yeah, so a wide range of people you can ask yeah. about uh, for testimony of, you know, what the experience mm -hmm. was like, but then also uh, to, to get involved as well. Yes. Well, uh, Paul, thank you so much for your time, um, and thank yes. you for your uh, just long work, <laughs> the persistent uh. work in, in, in building this project and building Vision Slovakia, and it's it sounds like it has been such a, a blessing both to the people you know, with whom you've had a chance to work and also, but also to yourself, it sounds like it's been a blessing to you. Oh, too. absolutely, so, Michael. I mean, to, to do something like in the, like this in these so-called retirement years, has <laughs> been just great. You're just getting started, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it started, you know, for, you know, doing it in this way until last summer. So we went from uh, 2003 as a director then uh, to last year, 2020. So I suppose 17 years. Uh, that we had. Almost 20 years. It's coming yeah. on 20 years. Yeah, it's it, it was, it's been a great ride. So it's yeah, good well, to have you Paul, here. Thank and you. Yeah, and thank you. So, thanks so much for sharing a bit of that history, and thanks also for your work with the project. Well, thank you, Michael, and thank you for uh, the initiation of starting this conversation and getting the information out uh, to our congregation now, too. So I appreciate that very, very much. This has been a production of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church in Matamidi, Minnesota. To find out more information about St. Andrew's or about LifeU, go to standrews.org. Thank you for listening.